Hello there, and welcome to the Cargo Bay, a Star Wars conversation podcast being transmitted to you from a long time ago in a galaxy far, far away. I am Brady C. here with my co-host as always, Adam B. How's it going, BC? I, I knew you were going to ask me that. I could <laughs> feel it coming. I'm doing pretty good. How about you? Uh, I wasn't prepared for that, BC. I don't uh, Let me get my thoughts <laughs> together. Um, I'm doing good. I'm doing great. Let me start by asking you a follow-up from last weekend. How was the cake? Oh, the cake was good. Yeah, it was good. Did you, yeah. did you find a good? Did you find a good one? Tasted many variants of wedding cakes. I, I, we did indeed. I don't know if it's a spoiler to talk about the cake, but there's gonna be some lemon berry cake oh! over there at the wedding. Ooh, so underrated. Exciting. You know, also a carrot cake, a spice cake. Underrated as wedding cakes. When you see them, I get excited. Your whites, your vanillas, I'm like, eh, congratulations. But if if you pick a spice cake for your wedding cake, I know it's going to be a happy marriage. Throw a little lemon in there, it's going to be a great marriage. Anything else, I have doubts. Yeah, you got to have a little bit of that citrus sour to represent, you know, the sourness well, of marriage. The, the sweets and sours of life. <laughs> um, although I, I did want to bring up something about another important ma- marriage uh, before we get into the show. BC, mm. the very important marriage of, of course, Anakin Skywalker and Padme Amidala. I've been mm. listening to the episode three um, novelization, which Whoa. fills in a lot of details. I'm just saying Amazing. we get some, some good uh, marriage nuggets in there. Um, you know, really fleshes out kind of the realities of that relationship. But I think more importantly, BC, long-standing question on the podcast, finally answered, Dooku does know everything. Dooku is oh, in on good. the plan. All right. All right, Do- great. <laughs> <laughs> aside and this from is found Anakin, in the episode three novelization. Yes. Aside great. from Anakin, Fantastic. you know, uh, <laughs> being the secret apprentice, Dooku was right. uh, aware of the politics going on. Um, but yeah, cannot well. recommend that that novelization highly enough. It does a lot of work uh, to make Star Wars make a lot more sense in a, in a well, lot of different and places. The, and the good thing is that the the storytelling is so clear and evident for audiences and is readily available. Uh, you know, in things like the novelization of Episode Three, that who who hasn't uh, picked a, up a, a copy of that at this point? Well, you got to have some supplementary material for this deep, rich universe, which is why BC today. We are joined by our friend Colin from Normies Like Us to talk about Star Wars audio dramas. How you doing, Colin? Wow. Thank you both. What up, Adam? What up, BC? Thank you for opening the doors of the cargo bay and letting me on. Hey, the the marriage between Normies and the cargo bay just continues to get stronger. We, we've got, now have got every Normies member that we got to have that lovely conversation with uh, about the holiday special has uh, finally appeared. We've completed the triumvirate here on the Cargo Bay. You guys did maybe my favorite episode of Normies Like Us of all time. Talking that holiday special. I had such a blast with you guys. And then, yeah, like you're saying, you guys had on Jacob to talk Andor. You still haven't convinced me to watch that. <laughs> like, it's, it's <laughs> oh, maybe never going to happen. Oh it got no. close oh, there God. on that episode. Oh, where I'm like, God. should I do it? No. But then Mike's <laughs> oh. horror episode, the whole time I'm listening to you guys, I'm just like, every pitch you guys come up with, I'm like, please, please, Star Wars, do something with this stuff here. Please. <laughs> 
Did we, Fingers what crossed. Our, what was know? our best pitch at the end of that episode? I felt like we landed on something real nice. I can't. You remember. guys did I some did... zombie talk stuff. You did, yeah, some some Ewok. You talked about that weird Ewok first person one, which I got to track down for sure. <laughs> uh, I th- I think the best one was the the um, the Jedi and the Padawan landing on Dathomir, and and the Jedi quickly getting killed, and then it's the. It's the Padawan trying to survive on Dathomir. I don't know anything about the witches, but the second you guys are talking about them, I'm like, yeah, that's the obvious horror angle. Like, that is a great idea. Yeah. Yeah, I'll have to go back and uh, re-listen to that one. All y'all yeah. should, too. It's a good up. Yeah. Hey, that, that's that's evergreen content right there. You should you should pick that up, people, <laughs> if you haven't checked it out yet. I, I got to say, though, I, I am as excited for this as maybe any subject matter we've had on the podcast so far, because... It's been many years since I listened to these audio dramas. Uh, just to give a little bit of background, uh, these were produced by an NPR station in Los Angeles. George Lucas gave them the rights to do it for a dollar as like a work of charity to the public radio station, which honestly, like that's that's a pretty good gift to be like, here, have <laughs> the most popular IP of the era for you to do what you yeah. want with. Um, and he you know, oversaw the production of it. It's all canon, baby. All this stuff is what Lucas, you know, had written in there in different places. It's, you know, there was different writers credited on it, fleshing it out, but he approved uh, at least these first two audio dramas. I don't know about the third one. And of course, our big characters, we have Mark Hamill and Anthony Daniels are our main movie star cast in these things. And uh, yeah, they're each about three and a half hours long. If you don't count the Oof. mini interludes of "Here's Five Minutes of John yeah. Williams," you know, Hell between yes. each episode. But <laughs> yeah, there's that's all the background I got. I think that's most of what's relevant. Yeah, I think it's really good too. And, and contextually, I think uh, not to always tie things back to to the wonderful Star Wars holiday special. But if you think about when these came out. We weren't in the Disney Plus era. You couldn't no. go. You couldn't go to your Target and pick up your Star Wars toys like crazy. You couldn't just pop on the D Plus. You couldn't hop on YouTube and just play your favorite scenes. It was no. like, it was it was the desert of Star Wars content. So this must have been like a pleasant surprise to hear on your local NPR. Yeah, yeah. BC, we had talked on Normies like if you liked Star Wars and you're a little kid and you're like Star Wars is my life, and then they go, well, there's nothing else. You could watch this holiday special. We were like, well, that would just turn you off completely. But to this credit, it's like you sat down and your parents were like, okay, tonight, I know we don't listen to the radio or whatever, (laughs) but there's going to be like six hours of Star Wars content. You're like, well, no, mom, I've I've seen the film 1977 Star Wars. I know that that's a a short movie. What what do you mean hours worth? And like, buckle up. (laughs) <laughs> you must have been fucking excited. Yeah, you would have had to have been. I was startled as a child when I listened to this. <laughs> and it was like, whoa. And especially because Mark Hamill is there. And as a child, I didn't know the names of actors. So I wasn't expecting right. for there to be a different no. Han Solo eventually. The first yeah. like hour or two of the first radio drama, I was like, what is going on? These are like extra <laughs> scenes here. Um, and some of them really consequential. Um, we're... I'm not planning to talk about the Return of the Jedi one, which came out in like 1996. There were some years in between, but I did read that that one has a scene with Mara Jade in the yes, beginning. So yes, they're starting yes. to fold in the like EU canon at that point. But this was like really some of the first expanded expanding of the universe. 
Yeah, I just wanted to piggyback off of the Mara Jade thing too. This this was based off of Anthony Daniels refusing to play a scene with Boba Fett because he <laughs> came in with that movie star cachet and was like, uh, I wouldn't be on friendly terms with Boba Fett. So they switched the character to this undercover Mara Jade character because apparently Anthony Daniels pulled his like his Star Wars card out and was like, uh, no, nah, C-3PO would not do that. So you got to remove Boba Fett from the scene and put someone else in. So undercover Mara Jade. There you go. Tony Daniels, man. Incredible performance as C-3PO. Wouldn't have Star Wars without him. Seemingly a big ol' (laughs) a-hole. Well, yes. So real quick, I'll just say my history with these is that I'd never heard of them before. Uh, When we did the the holiday specials, I ended those on YouTube because, of course, none of this stuff is like officially released by Lucasfilm's Disney, quote unquote. And it rolled into the YouTube link into the New Hope episode. And I just like fast forward by an hour, listened to a bit and was like, this is amazing. And then pitched to you guys like we should talk about these. Have you guys talked about these before? Now you said no. Now, I didn't know anything about these so getting to listen to them now for the first time you guys talking about mark hamill and stuff like the one thing i like maybe brag about in my life is like being able to like identify voices of things just like hearing things and being like i love cartoons and podcasts so like i'm so into audio that it's like oh that's you know Billy West, that's Fred Tatascore, that's Gray Delisle, just these incredible voice actors where I'm like, I I love hearing their different performances and stuff. Now, I was about two hours into A New Hope where I go, God damn, the guy playing Luke Skywalker (laughs) is killing it. He is amazing at this. What a performance he's given. And then, of course, at the end, they're like, and Mark Hamill. I'm like, oh, my God. And Mark Hamill, of course, a huge voice actor yeah, now. Course, so it, yeah. it absolutely. I wonder if this is his first taste at doing stuff like that. That's a good. It had question. to. Have, it had to have been one of the first things I would imagine. I mean, because if if it came out in '83, I mean that's still relatively hot off of the heels of the actual trilogy. So yeah, yeah. I think the first one came out in '81, and then Empire came out in '83. Yeah, you're right. My I God. Think. Yeah, it's it's amazing how game he is to do this. And what's yeah. really fun to me is listening to listening to him do line reads that are identical to the movie performance. Yes. Like yeah. there's something really strange about that to me where it's like, I don't know, it it shows that you're game, but also that you like what you did already. You know, like yeah. you're like, Yeah, I'm Luke Skywalker and I'm not gonna make a new choice here. This <laughs> yeah, is this pretty is... much already I kinda nailed it. <laughs> yeah. Now, meanwhile, you've got the guy playing Han Solo, who I assume Ooh. is from Boston. I did not look it up, but it has a, a wicked hot accent the whole time. Yo, princess, come on, we gotta go on the stop item. Who gives his line reads to like there's so much we'll talk about the supplementary material. You we'll we'll talk about like just how expanded these things are. But because they're audio dramas, so much of it has to be descriptive to <laughs> to keep you engaged in the format of like all right, I'm about to cut open this tauntaun. God, it's so <laughs> snowy out here, cold on the planet Hoth. And you get all that build up and then when he's about to do a Han iconic line of you know, they smell better. <laughs> On the outside. Instead, he's like, they smell better on the outside. All right, let's get in here. Look, you know, like his, his energy is like, I, I'm not Harrison Ford. I'm not even going to try to be Harrison Ford. It's incredible. Now, BC, at one point, I think you sent me a text message that said, 
Han Solo was doo doo or something. <laughs> yeah, you were, I, a, you were not a Perry King fan. I understand. Perry uh, King, wow. Uh, uh, shout out to Perry King for for doing his best, which uh, you know, and and it's perhaps not fair of me to be comparing his performance to that of Harrison Ford, actual movie star. Um, so I mean, he he didn't have uh the easiest role to step into because the expectations were pretty high but i was just kind of like Neh. whenever I, I i heard him coming in with his on so i was like i don't know it's it's a it's a little too much braggadocio for me it's like <laughs> why don't why don't you tone it down 15 percent guy like he like he was just it felt like he was trying too hard to be han solo i'm like you, you just have to be him you don't have to try to be him that would have been my direction I, I would have given it. I can totally uh, uh, understand that. Uh, I kind of like it because it makes me feel like I'm watching an 80s like party movie version of Star Wars. <laughs> like, I, yeah, I appreciate it for being different. Um, he's he's all he and Leia are in all three. Um, Leia, I do think he gets better. I will. Say. I would agree with that, too. Yes. I do not think I think the new hope is not as good. I think he gets better as it progresses. That's and you know there weren't VHSs lying around I guess uh, yeah. for the first one you know That's so maybe you so had more true. time to do research uh, yeah. you know he was seeing Empire should I see being... these movies <laughs> these, these Star Wars out of what now Perry King has had a, an acting career he played the president in some disaster movie that was famous uh, day after tomorrow or something and that might not be it I just read on the wiki you know that's his biggest role um, Princess Leia is only credited in this. But of course, John Madden, nominated for an Academy Award uh, for Shakespeare in Love, is the director of all three of these. Um, amazing. Kind of fascinating. <laughs> um, and, and to think he was doing this in addition to calling all those football games, too. Like, yeah, yeah. That's why he's so talented. Such Pumping a talented man. Nintendo and Genesis games. Yeah. Uh, really impressive career. Um, yeah. Well, and I guess we'll say, or maybe just jump into it later, but the big sort of added celebrity is like John Lithgow as Yoda's <laughs> performance is like amazing. It's killer. Yeah. Because just... Adam, you told me that it was Lithgow who was going to be Yoda. Was I, was like, was I was like, oh. And you're like, what do go. you mean? <laughs> let's go. Uh, but yeah, Lithgow coming in as Yoda. Apparently uh, doing but... a play uh, under John Madden at that time. Because Makes it sense. is funny to me because it's just like, I guess it's kind of like, you know, how for a while people couldn't figure out how to do an Obama impersonation and then <laughs> everybody could. Like, maybe it's yes. a similar thing with Yoda. Just got to dial like, it in. Yeah. Right. Yeah. You're absolutely right. It's like, I know, well, you know, eight people in my life who could do a more accurate Yoda than John Lithgow. Yeah. Like, well, and it's funny to me, too, because because <laughs> there's such a gap between Empire and Return of the Jedi in terms of when these were recorded. He comes back and oh, does, does Return of the yeah. Jedi, which is like in the in like Pete's he's, third rock from the sun. Yeah, he's like, yeah, he's like a real celebrity. At yeah, that he's point. like a television, a network <laughs> television star. You want Yoda on your resume, you know? Like, of course oh, you do. Just, yeah. Absolutely. Because <laughs> you know he was auditioning pretty hard at that time for lots of things. He's like, but have you seen the Yoda on my uh, on my resume here? And they're like, oh, Mr. Lithgow, please, right um, this way. Are there any other standouts in the cast for y'all? Um, I think I mentioned uh, Leia basically only does this. That's the only thing I see on her IMDb. Billy D comes back, right, but then leaves for return. So that's weird. Yeah. He's just an empire. Uh, Ed Asner is the voice of Jabba the Hutt. (laughs) 
Yeah, that and was he, awesome. Is he? It is Ed Asner doing the Hutties in Return yeah. of the Jedi. I, oh, BC, oh, I, gotta say, I thought I thought you meant the OG. Uh, oh, no. What, okay. But what a loss to me because you, you just think of like the audio tonality that Jabba offers you for like – for making one of these soundscapes where you're like, well, he's such an iconic voice. We'll just have him be that. And instead in this, it's like, well, he'll just be all audio distortion. It'll be like <laughs> – <laughs> well, That's not Jabba. No. Uh, the other one's – uh, uh, Ed Bagley Jr. is our Return of the Jedi Boba Fett. Kind uh, of a robot. They yeah. they kind of don't understand the, what the character of robot is. It's like they know, looked at him like that's that's gotta be a ro- look at his face. That's a robot. <laughs> that's a droid. We'll just go robot on that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I have not heard any of Return of the Jedi. I got to check out. Robo-Boba. It's different. <laughs> I did about the first third of it, and then and then I kind of see you out. got the opening scene of Luke making his lightsaber. Yeah. I mean, so yeah. the whole series, all three of these are deleted scenes from the original shoot deleted you know stuff from early drafts of the screenplay and then of course just additional endless material of can we have an hour of uncle owen kind of just asking luke if he's done his chores and they'll just kind of like (laughs) list off what those chores are and yeah just like the different characters but then to get deleted scenes like that like you've heard about the luke you know has to construct his his lightsaber adam this scene is him being like, well, here I am. And it's not Mark Hamill for the third yeah. one. Here no, I am in old <laughs> Ben's house. Man, it sure sucks to be here. I guess I got to work on one of these lightsabers. Yeah, what is it that he used to say? Yeah, you, do or do not. There is no – like he messes up the Yoda quote. He says like – there is no try. I mean do or do not. There is no try. Like he does like a second beat on it. It's amazing. <laughs> It, it is it is a pretty great scene, um, and you 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 get the moment of him being like, "Wait, I can't just be." Re-. He's like, "I've tried it ten on. times by reading the instructions. Wait, maybe I should use the force. You I'll know, just feel it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, oh, now it's going together. Ah, here we go. Place. Yeah, R two. I'm, I'm not positive what you're saying, but here's what I'm gonna do because they always yeah. need to be narrating out loud the actions, of course. Which like is one, one of my favorite things about this. The first it's, one wasn't too bad about that. Um, it's not. It got, that got progressively worse. Okay. Yes, I felt like I noticed it a lot in Empire Strikes Back. I dropped it in the Discord, but the 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 entire like Hoth stuff hmm. is. <laughs> Is wildly exposition like it's just totally like exposition hmm. of like I'm stuck by some sort of monster attacking me, <laughs> and and my lightsaber is over there to the left of me in the corner over there out of my hmm. reach. And look, I'm hanging upside down by my feet. You're just like, yeah, we got it, dude. Like, <laughs> we know you're in a pickle, but it just sounds weird to be describing it, even yeah. though, I mean, that's intellectually, I understand that it's. Because people can't see, you're not watching. Yeah, yeah. yeah. The, I, the easiest way to do that is just you don't do that scene. You have Han rescue him, and then when he's healing, he's like, "Yeah, I was attacked by a snow beast. I was, and I saw Obi Wan like in a vision." Well, you, yes. you can't leave out that that audio excitement that happens when he's <laughs> describing how he's hanging upside down, and then you know takes out the Wampa. You just, how, how can you leave that on the cutting room floor? And the descriptive stuff getting worse as it goes along is more and more scenes like that. Early on, it's stuff like Anthony Daniels will say, oh, 
we've been taken into the sand crawler, which is a device that the Jawas use to travel through the sand. And of course, they're holding us captive now. Like the weakness in that stuff is, is that any describing of Star Wars or saying these proper nouns and stuff, which are what they're called, and maybe this is like the first time they are saying that stuff, I they guess. They make a big yeah. point about Vader's advanced, his prototype TIE fighter. They say that like eight times. Yes, like 100% they do. And when you're watching Star Wars as a kid, you're like, I don't know what the sand crawler is. Like, I don't know those words, but like, I can see it and I want to know everything about this world and then you're buying the books you're listening to the supplementary material the comics all that stuff but in the radio dramas for them to just endlessly be like uh, uncle owen what do you think of this r2 unit which is a small blue droid do we want to buy the small blue droid uncle owen like, guys relax yeah you they, were, can... they were pretty pretty nervous back in those radio days they're like we're we we gotta describe everything with with all everything. this visual medium that's taking over. It's so misguided because the sound design is really good because they have yes. all of Ben Burt's sound effects and all yeah. the music, and that does a lot of like the opening of the Empire uh, one is you know X wings out on patrol and added yeah. scene. It sounds great. It sounds, yes, it and, sounds amazing. Adam, you said these interstitials that they'll do where it'll just be like fade out of the scene blast john williams score where it's just like <laughs> well for just like for three minutes like let you sort of like rock out and then like do some cool soundscape stuff where it's like the transition will be vader's breathing will come up over that while the score sort of like comes down and you just have like a silent scene of him breathing going into a vader scene i'm like oh what a dope transition yeah, really cool. Like the whoever was mastering the levels on this, like everything is mixed gorgeously. <laughs> like superb. It's, it's very yeah. Nice. Uh, no, no flaws with the the audio design, and it it is uh, fantastic to be like here's a here's the John Williams library. Here's Ben Burt. Go go nuts, because like anytime the force theme starts to come through, because yes. that is super powerful. Because because you're not seeing those things, but like. Just that melody that John Williams has for the Force theme, which is my favorite piece of music that he has scored. I'm just like, something amazing is happening, and it's in my imagination, and it's just yes. these notes that he's put together, you know? I And then other time, the music will stop, and like the guy who plays Obi-Wan, who I assume gave up smoking opium that day, uh, <laughs> will be like, we just exited hyperspace, which is it'll kind of like go on like a little speech about explaining that. And you're like, OK, yes. Interesting. Let's talk about Obi-Wan for a second, because um, <laughs> I liked I liked the person playing Obi-Wan fine. And I like the expansion of Obi-Wan as a character that we get. That's I feel mm -hmm. like one of the, the characters that's best fleshed out. And, you know, we get like extended training sequences with Luke and Obi-Wan being like, yeah. look, you really should shouldn't have a lightsaber yet but like what are we gonna do you gotta start <laughs> with lightsaber he, training <laughs> there's the, the scene that is added of him negotiating with a Corellian, a different Corellian yeah. smuggler where yeah. they're setting up the transport contract well maybe you should go with this han solo instead he's had some bad stuff going on oh yes i'll think about that this is his co-pilot a wookiee I can speak Wookiee. And they have a whole scene of him just in Chewy talking that you're like, this is hilarious. Then they pause it to do the real stuff. Luke fighting at the bar. And he's like, hold on, I'll be right back, Chewy. <laughs> Does the lightsaber thing. And he's like, all right, are you OK? Everything's fine. Great. OK, Luke, let's go over here and negotiate some more. It's it's brilliant. I mean, the the 
the Wookiee issue, uh, the rebellion comes off as pretty uh, speciesist <laughs> when Chewbacca shows up. They're like, "Oh, gross! A Wookiee!" Multiple characters. Yeah. Yeah, Luke. Cool. Luke literally says, "A Wookiee." I've never even seen one of these before. You're yeah. Like, oh, wow. I mean, I think I think Luke is a uh, farm boy who you know uses terms like sand people and other things. I think Luke's got some you know maturing to trying do to escape. Uh, yeah, mega country. <laughs> I. I also I wanted to mention um, I have this problem in my life now uh, where I hate I don't hate it. I'm getting really tired of hearing the Star Wars theme because Ah. like, for example, uh, I don't watch anything at all. I play a lot of Star Wars video games. I watch a lot of Star Wars. So that plays, you know, I'm constantly having to mute that in my apartment because it's just embarrassing that that happens like eight times a week. And with this, it would be like I was in the shower and it would give me like five minutes of audio and then be like, and I'm just like jumping out of the shower to try to turn off my like, so my neighbors don't just like know me only as the Star Wars boy upstairs. I had a different reaction, Adam, in that I would play these before I would go to bed. I would do like an hour a night because, of course, they are gigantic and would set them down and sort of like truly just like lay back, look up and just like listen to them, you know, like a kid, like crouched in front of the radio. And there were so many times where the scenes would like just wrap me up and new stuff would be happening where I would get up, reach over and grab my phone and look at it and be like, Oh, there's not any visuals to look at, you idiots. It's just the fucking radio. And I would like lay back down. And I'd be like, just imagine it, you moron. <laughs> uh, uh, which which of these extended scenes uh, stuck out to y'all as uh, being, you know, worth the addition I, or, or whatever? Well, worth the addition. I, I know that this is, again, how it was in the old screenplay. But like the Biggs character, I assume... That's the son of the director, the way that the this Biggs character has expanded so much. Uh, coincidence, uh, Biggs, the person who plays Biggs, was married to Karen Allen for 10 years. Uh, like, oh, very that's, weird. That's just a weird. Very weird Lucasfilm connection. But yeah, I don't know. I mean, you have scenes where he's like, Luke, work it on your speeder. Biggs, what do you, I thought you had left for the Academy already. You think I could say goodbye without seeing my best boy? Where I'm like, okay, what is this relationship? <laughs> yeah. And then the end of the movie is him. Every scene before they go off to fight the Death Star is Leia being like, is this Biggs Darklighter who you've been talking about? My God, he is as cool as you said. Oh, yo, Luke. Yo, this is your wicked friend, Biggs Darklighter. <laughs> oh, my God. He's as strong and tough as you made him out to be, bro. <laughs> Yeah, I I got um, big like uh, varsity JV quarterback <laughs> vibes from the two of them with yes. maybe a little bit of sexual tension, uh, which honestly you, I thought was fantastic. I I was like, it opened my eyes where I was like, you know what? I bet Luke. Yeah, I bet there was something there. He, yeah, a bi guy in Star Wars. It could be. I don't know. It was very interesting. That's yeah. it. Of course, Mark Mark Hamill's take is if you think Luke is gay, he's gay. He is said, like, if you want to make Luke is gay, he's gay. Um, It's uh, art. Do whatever you want. Yes. That kind of high school, you know, uh, fixer and bigs and all this stuff that Lucas tried to put in episode four. You guys have seen those deleted scenes. Yes. I'm sure. Mm -hmm. This is an interesting thing to me where the original Star Wars benefits so much from being cut down and being like, sorry, George, we do not need this. 
Whereas the, you know, for example, episode three, there's so much in this book that I'm reading where I'm like, well, gee, that would have made more sense if we would ah. like if we would have known all this. Like basically, if episode three was the prequel trilogy, it would, you know, the expanding of it would make everything fall into place. So that's just something interesting to well, me. It's like here we I, have a bunch of supplemental material Lucas wrote that like we don't really need. I wanted to ask you guys, do you think they could have made six more of these and just done dramas for the rest of the Skywalker saga? That's interesting. I mean, the way that I'm like, the answer to me is like a is like a surefire yes, just because we are clamoring for Star Wars wherever we can get yeah. it. But if you think of like where podcasts are now, it's like, hey, yes. we're releasing 30 minutes of Attack of the Clones that's just like written by, you know, whoever expensive writer we can get to, you know, adapt the movies i think people would be all over it as as a listening experience daisy ridley is back there's 10 extra scenes that expand on ray as a kid in force awakens you know this this other stuff i think it would be it's like it's surefire and like you said the 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 landscape of podcasts now lucasfilms could have an entire division that is just these audio they could remaster the ones we listen to well well lucky for them the cargo bay is working on some Original audio right. material that that may just turn them around on on the forecasting of of the future of audio drama That's for right. for Lucas. Very excited to hear and these. I mean, I don't know how your your Boston accent is when you're really laying into it, but might wind up playing Han Solo, call. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, wicked God. awesome! Wicked awesome! <laughs> yeah, Ben Affleck in space. I I wanted to nominate the the scene with Princess Leia and the Death Star plans in Episode Four yeah. as the worst addition to the canon of yeah. like what the heck we meet Darth Vader before it's all weird. Um, <laughs> yeah, no, like I think that. I think that I think that's you can bear. Yeah, nomination accepted and passed. Okay, okay. Um, I I did want to give my shout out to well, you know me, Adam, and anything. That can lean into one more season. Oh yeah, is is right in my wheelhouse for the domestic play that that surely one day we will be writing about uh, Owen and Baru and yeah. and the actual struggle within their marriage mm-hmm. that was occurring <laughs> in the face of these incredible circumstances. Feel the tension. Oh my gosh, it's it's fantastic. Uh, uh, slightly explored in the. Uh, uh, off-maligned Kenobi series, um, but uh, an expansion of the relationship nonetheless. Uh, I think we can we can push even farther um, with with a Eugene O'Neill esque take on this <laughs> marriage and and what the consequences of being involved with Luke Skywalker at I mean, that time would have been. We will absolutely fold in all the nuggets of Baru and Owen that exist when we create our fully fleshed out three hour uh, yep. play. <laughs> one more season. Um, yep. It's Who's afraid of a junior wolf? Who's afraid of Jabba? Of course. <laughs> uh, one more season uh, followed by uh, on the Lake of Naboo, which is again by the Lake on Naboo. By the Lake on Naboo. Uh, sorry. Yeah. 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 Um, which is, I mean, that's just a romance. Long day's journey into night. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> which, uh, you know, people are going to eat up. Uh, Lucasfilm may not be as enthusiastic about that. Uh, content as as the audio drama stuff but we're gonna give it to him either way so i i read online that the the torture scene with leia was controversial for how 
powerful it was. Um, oh, what I really wanted to ask y'all about the... I'm going to make an audio cue out of the Alderaan getting blown up, you know, response, <laughs> which, you know, is more appropriate to what's happening. But my... Planet of the Apes, yeah, esque. Um... <laughs> <laughs> well, when Luke, when Obi-Wan goes down, we get a little bit more between Luke and Leia. Um, you know, it's yes. it's more humanized that Luke actually lost somebody. You know, like the concept of loss is a little heavier in this audio drama yeah. in general. There... Except. Sorry, go ahead, Colin. I was just going to say the power that this whole audio drama has is when people whisper, is the intimacy of like, I just can't believe that happened. Yeah, me neither. And you're just like, oh, it's too intimate. It makes me nervous. <laughs> <laughs> we, we we do get that, that scene with Luke and Leia, you know, talking about loss. But it's funny to me when Leia's like, well, I lost everything too. My planet blew up. And Luke's like, yeah, I'm sorry about that. And then later... <laughs> There's a scene with Han after they... My favorite additional sequences are the padding to the end before the award ceremony. It's very funny to me. Um, but Han's like, yeah, Just too bad about them. Biggs and everybody else. And Luke's like, yeah, well, they died for something they like. <laughs> like they died yeah, well, the, they, yeah, they died for something they believed in. It was a good cause. Yeah. And then... It's they, like... <laughs> Huh? <laughs> they get they get the the standing ovation. They go out and then they just kind of talk. Like Han is hitting on Leia during the award ceremony. Yes. Um, I think they do make some excuse about Chewbacca. Like is too shy to want a medal. That uh, reads as bullshit to me. Yeah. But yeah. sure. Yeah. <laughs> Don't worry, he'll get it. He gets it eventually. That's right. Those are the the real standouts. They made sure that he got a medal exactly. because that was important. To all the fans. Yeah. He got a medal. He got his medal. Justice for Chewbacca. I'm telling you, can you imagine expanded scenes in the auto drama of Rise of of the Skywalkers or The Last Jedi? It would just be completely insane. Somehow Palpatine has returned the chapter. That's what I guess. Yes. (laughs) Yes. And there wouldn't be like an answer to it, but it would just be longer and more discussions where he'd be like, what do you mean he returned? I, we don't know. We just don't know. <laughs> How do you know so it's magic? Back? Well, he made Asian an announcement science, in Fortnite. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, if didn't you play? <laughs> Have you been on Fortnite? Because that's where he said he was coming back. <laughs> Are you on? Build mode? No, no, no build mode no. for me. No, you no. have to go Only to the, the special menu and get the special event and go see the Palpatine announcement. Yeah. Uh, I, I was I was gonna ask though I, I feel like I'm missing some stuff I've talked about the Obi Wan stuff being pretty good uh, expanded lore um, but is there characters how about about like um, in Empire Strikes Back the medical droid yeah. is like yeah. a character gets yeah. a wrap up at the end but also gets individual speeches with Luke where he's like well you have to understand in this war like I used to be an Imperial medical droid so technically like. There are good people on both sides or whatever. And you're like, okay, okay. All this right, is very we're strange. Both sides, everything medical droid, okay. <laughs> like centrist medical droid giving <laughs> yeah. me a speech. And at the end, like, Luke's like having a seat. He's like, hold on, let me ask the medical droid if my hand's done yet. Hey, is my hand done yet? He's like, no, not yet. He's like, oh, Leia, did you hear? My hand's not done yet. <laughs> what is this? So hold on, Leia. Because can't people can't with... see. I just want to make sure everyone who's listening. Understand. I'm getting a hand, a robot hand. This robot is actually making that hand. And he's still not done, but it is going to be going where my hand that was previously cut off. Because you do get a moment of like, oh, there goes my hand. <laughs> like, yes. 
<laughs> but like it, it's it is it's funny because it is radio so it's like yes. zoom, you know you hear the lightsaber sound and it has to be like ah where once my hand was is now an empty face you know it's like, he it's gone. shot me with a blaster the blaster hit me the place that it hit me was <laughs> just above the kidney <laughs> um bc did you get to the part in jedi with the rancor uh left right around the rancor there's the entire speech beforehand where a Twilic dancer is like, I'm not actually a slave. I actually get paid a rate because the, you have to understand the money that Jabba pays me is actually for the best dancing. You're like, okay, this is insane. He's, she says that all to C-3PO. Then Luke comes. He falls in the Rancor pit, and the whole thing is like, whoa, the Rancor swiped at me. Okay, now we're fighting. Now I see a bone over there. If I could get the bone... <laughs> Yeah, I, I heard I heard the the creepy conversation with the sure. where I was like, it's it's because I'm so good at it. You're just like, okay, right, <laughs> oh boy, cool. Um, but yeah, I, I missed I missed the rancor. I I will finish Return of the Jedi, but not having Mark Hamill at it. I mean, it hurts. It yeah. does hurt. I mean, God bless the guy for trying. He does a he does a pretty decent Hamill, but yeah, it, he does. He tries something unlike yeah, he, uh, he really Robert, does. Whatever you guys said his yeah, name yeah, was. Yeah. it's a uh, it's a difficult voice to uh match i feel like yeah it's it's just normal enough to be to be difficult uh you yeah. just again back to the voice quality of it all and just hit mark hamill being a voice actor it's like you listen to how high-pitched and innocent he used to play stuff and then you watch like regular show where like his voice is a character who like talks like this the whole time and it is fucking impressive what he can do yeah he's a uh, that was what I was going to say earlier about listening to him replay Luke is like he deepens how weak Luke is mm -hmm. and how like childish Luke is, which is, yeah. I don't know. I like that because that was a complaint growing up was always like Luke is a crappy main character because he sucks. And I'm like, I relate to him sucking. <laughs> and it's impressive, too, because like his voice is his voice has aged, obviously, since since he was in New Hope. But you still like. I'm like, did he record this like right at the same time that they were doing New Hope? Because it like tonally, it's it's a match. But it, you're right, it is almost even more like he brings more youth to it somehow, even though his voice is much more mature at the time of recording. He clearly liked it. I think he went to the booth and was like, I can focus all my energy on like just this, opposed to like when you're behind the camera or you know in front of the camera, it's like your energy has to go to. Do I look, am I moving right? Do I look right? Do I sound right? All that stuff. I mean, he yeah. really found his niche. I mean, I remember when someone first told me that he was the Joker in the Batman animated series that I absolutely loved and was like, shut the fuck up. No, he's <laughs> like, not. That's not Luke you, Skywalker. You, they're like, no, no, Luke Skywalker's a movie star. Yeah, and they're uh, like, not really. <laughs> they're like, no, he's the voice of the Joker on Saturday morning. Now you're like, oh, cool. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, I mean, his his voice acting is, I mean, legendary at this point. Yeah. And this ha this has to have been the like one of, if not the first foray into into voice acting. And giving him more scenes, like the whole thing in Empire Strikes Back, where it's like he just gets knocked out, and then Han just brings him back. Instead, they have this like them surviving on the harsh planes of Hoth. Ah, thanks for coming for me, pal. You think I could leave you behind? No, you're you're my best pal. What are we gonna do out here, man? It's so cold. Ah, yeah, it is. And they're doing like Marvel style quips to each other. Yeah, that's there's a, a few more quips in this in general, including from Obi Wan, which I liked. Yes, yes, absolutely. We got some humor, um, and also there's a lot of uh, 
another thing it kind of expands the universe is you talked about the medical droid. We get more insight into how people at this point in the Star Wars canon feel about droids. Uh, Obi-Wan <laughs> has a line where he's like, you know, putting these fake personalities really tells you something about humans. And like, it kind of messes with you, doesn't it? That it seems like they're real. Like, that they're <laughs> <That's>, <laughs> Yeah, a little bit of existential drama sprinkled into this thing. I'm like, what the fuck? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, I, so I like the Jedi stuff. I like the droid stuff. We don't really learn that much more about the Alliance um, or really the Empire, I feel like, that that I could diagnose. No. More about Vader, but nothing really good. Yeah, the Vader guy is good, yeah. I would mm-hmm. say. Yep. he's the Again, the special effects are really played up and, and saving the show, you know, because that's so tied to the character. But he's he's given a very interesting performance. And the again, apologies since you guys didn't make it, but the end of Return of the Jedi, the Anakin Skywalker voice, because they do do a different oh. voice for for that part. And he gets some expanded lines of like, I, I'm so glad I saw that you turned into the man I wanted to be and stuff where I'm like, this fucking rules. I'm like, this is <laughs> oh great. God. Yeah, exactly. I'm like, oh, no, I found a new level to Star Wars that I yeah. love. Oh, <laughs> man. Yeah, I, I'll have to listen to that. I was, uh, I don't know. I did want to get to it. I just, it's a lot of hours. Well, again, you need day. 10 hours, yeah, of, <laughs> of like, free I, time. A little different. It was, it was, like, my listening experience was, like, throwing throwing it on, like, AirPods, like, running chores, running around town. So, like, part of it was passive listening. Part of it was fairly active listening. I knew when I was engaged, when I was, like, really tuned into what was being said, you know, where it's like, oh, I'm just going to like stop what I'm doing and focus on listening to it. But it, I mean, the the length of it is my only like, yeah, didn't see into going into it because it's like I pulled it up on YouTube, which is where I assume most people would find it, um, at least in this like edited format, because I know that I mean, it's released as like physical media and like probably like tape or cds yeah, and stuff but I when it was broadcast tape. was it in chunks or did they yeah. do it all in one okay so there, so there are there... versions of this on youtube with the 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 preamble to each episode cut out yeah, yeah okay. the three-hour versions the five-hour versions we have a lead up every time that's like presented by so-and-so starring so-and-so <laughs> yeah. here we go chapter 17 of yeah so i mean it, it was in i think it, Breaking it up like that maybe would have been better for me in terms of like, let's just do an episode at a time as opposed to like, yeah, I'm putting on YouTube for four hours. And if I've got to do something, or if I accidentally close my phone, it, you know, stops playing YouTube. And I'm like, yeah, yeah that like, was and I've got to go back into it and find it, you know, incredibly um, annoying. Yeah, same thing. But I mean, it, 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 it played like listening to like, it was like in lieu of listening to, you know, any other podcast, like, oh, I'll throw on the radio drama. It's a really long podcast that I'm going to be listening to while I'm running errands or doing whatever I'm doing. And then, you know, you get those hits where it's like, that's a great scene from the movie. And they're just they're keeping that dialogue straight. I'm like, yeah, that's good stuff. Um, and then you get, oh, you get those Star Wars. I moments. love Star Wars. You're like, oh, yeah, Star Wars is really good. And then you do get those. I mean, we've talked about it, but you get those weirdo scenes that you're like, what the hell is this? And then some of them hit and some of them are like, what is going on? But why? It, why would you have ever written that? Yeah. But it is it, like it is a fun like what's around the corner in this thing yeah. because you know it's it's either going to be Star Wars which you know you love it's or Star Wars adjacent which is either going to be interesting or what the fuck 
so it like as a listening experience you're always kind of like waiting for the next thing like what yes what, what's around the corner you're like oh it's some weird scene with owen and baru having just <laughs> talking about you know expectations of what we're gonna do with this young man's life we'll just keep him you're too hard on him no i'm yeah. not we we <laughs> took care of him and just like oh my god it it's like monetarily I don't know how anything would make money on audio. So like I can't fix that issue for for Disney if they wanted to like do new versions of these. Like I wouldn't want these to be loaded with commercials. And then like Warner Brothers does like an official Batman podcast where it's like Batman it, it, we'll hire a real actor. It's a Batman radio drama basically. Yeah. And they just haven't hit. Like people don't like them uh-huh. or like you get those official quote unquote like at the end of The Last of Us or Game of Thrones, like the HBO ones, where it's like, this is the official podcast for the right. show or whatever. I think Disney could do something special here and destroy the landscape by dominating it, by doing an episodic release of the all the movies. Like, if they did what we're saying and, like, like yes, the length was hard, but, like, if you knew on Sunday, BC, like, a, a 30 minutes of the last Jedi was or force awakens was going to come out and it was going to be a little different than you remember force awakens and have like some cool new stuff in it. It would break records. It would break I, download records. I mean, I, I'm definitely listening to it. You know what I mean? Yes. Like if I, cause the episodic nature of it is what me and which is why it was interesting looking at, at this where it's like, this is still old timey radio where it's like, tune in to listen to the Lone Rangers next adventure, you know, like Superman. We're, we're not that far removed from that generation where it's like the kids yeah. who were listening to it, their parents, I assume yeah. were at some point in their lives, like sitting down to listen to a serialized radio program. Like not a lot has really changed in that no. regard. Um, so, I mean, I, I still like having that experience of looking forward to whatever podcast it is. If there was something that was highly produced that was, you know, of the Star Wars ilk, I'd definitely check it out, especially if it's not a huge, like, it's an hour and a half time commitment for something. Yeah. If you're looking at half hour, 45 minutes episodic, I think, I think, I mean, I think it's something, I don't know why they're not already doing it, I guess is my well, thing. That's why the if George Lucas... That's why we're doing you guys should if George Lucas was still in charge, they'd be doing it because like you said of those serials, he was so obsessed with those Flash Gordon ones. And it's like it made all this stuff happen. It's like that's why we have Star Wars. Yeah, that's uh, the George Lucas of this. uh, I do want to give him a little more credit to his world building, because aside from that Princess Leia scene where she sees Darth Vader and also totally gives up that they know about the Death Star at one point. Like, yeah. that's really oh, yeah. crappy. Aside from those, like, the Your Death Star expanded... sucks. Wait, what did you say? Did you say Death Star? You just... That's a secret. You know that's that. a secret. Uh, I guess I'm going to murder you now because I'm a yeah. terrible re- rebel agent. Are you my daughter, by the way? <laughs> that's another thing is, like, imagining Darth Vader torturing Leia and not no- realizing that she's his daughter at some point or... Anyway, most of the the expanded scenes really do still feel of the Star Wars universe that we have still today, even without Empire being out yet or whatever. Um, The universe feels more uh, whole than it did without it, which was impressive to me. You know, I thought it'd be like, oh, here's a T-16 scene. Uh, Do you want to go and get some (laughs) space chili dogs at the, (laughs) you know, just like just kind of anachronistic stuff to where we are now. But yeah, it, it was fun that it all kind of fit. I, I do want to call out 
because I have to, as the official incest watchdog on this podcast. They 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 keep in the kiss. In oh yeah, oh yeah. And they they make it way <laughs> longer. Keep it in. <laughs> they stretch keep it, it out, in and, and they stretch it out. <laughs> it's so. And funny. now and now I'm gonna go in mm-hmm. for a sexual kiss with my brother. <laughs> and, and remind <laughs> me, does does the scene in the original cut of the movie have C3PO come in and say, "We just got a medical alert." Uh, your heart uh, Master is, Luke, is your heart, you, fucking you appear to have a boner, <laughs> correct? All of your blood is rushing away from what your head to your lower region, Master Luke. Yeah, you could say I just had a real good time, C-3PO. Okay. Yeah, the, um, the, just the line of Leia being like, get ready, Commander Skywalker, I'm about like, to why, kiss Why you. are we still doing this? <laughs> cut, cut it. Like, cut it. Cut it. But this was nice. You got to describe we everything. Personally, no, they are brother and sister. Doesn't I guess matter. Lucas might have, but I guess we were still in the dark on that. Just barely until <laughs> until Return of the Jedi. I don't I, I don't he know. Knew. He knew. I, he, you know. He's playing up for laughs. I'll say one, one positive again for George Lucas is that, Adam, you brought up the $1 thing. I'm a huge Stephen King fan, and he also had this thing called Dollar Babies where he takes his short stories, you know, not the big stuff, but goes like, if you're a young filmmaker, a dollar. I'll give you the rights to, you know, the dumbest short story you've ever heard. But it's a Stephen (laughs) King, so at least you'll have like a name on it. For him to do that to NPR, George Lucas, I mean, that's he could have gotten, you know, an extra billion off of this. So it was through the USC radio program. So I assume there was some kind of like connection through college credit. Yeah. Intern who's like, yeah, I'm making like, the Star Wars dramas. He's like, I remember when I went to USC, and then he's like, I can write the shit out of this off of my taxes. So, <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, no kidding. But yeah, I mean, totally education. to his credit that he could have, he could have, I mean, made a lot of bank off of this if someone would have been willing to pay for it. But was like, yeah. here, do a dollar for each one. We're square. Yeah, yeah, it was probably would not have happened otherwise, I guess. No, no. definitely not. Well, because I, I mean, this is all coming from a very reputable source, Wikipedia, um, <laughs> that, that even after like paying a dollar, like writers, actors, everything like the budget for the first one was yeah. two hundred thousand dollars, which wow, which is a lot of money. Um, but relative to what it would cost, I mean, a Star Wars radio, like a radio play, you're like. is pretty decent for producing a Star Wars in any form, you know? So, and again, they've got most of the special effects, the music that they're just giving to you, but it's not, you know, once again, just to say to your listeners, if you're, if you're all not going to listen to these, it's not like they're just the audio of the movie. No, they are complex soundscapes. Yeah. They really, they, you know, they put in every audio cue possible. Um, yeah. And I guess it's better in the first. I haven't finished Empire, um, but I'm guessing that the audio is not quite as good if they're constantly talking about what's going on. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. This is some of the best uh, Star Wars audio I've heard li- listening to very many Star Wars audiobooks. They're always kind of trying to do stuff like this. Uh, the best ones are still Shatterpoint and the episode three novelization on audio also is really good with the uh, the sound design and mixing. Um, if when you could... I listen to the pod and you guys push the the books and I, I've never done any of that supplementary material, but it did occur to me after listening to these where I was like, oh, that Mace Windu book that they pushed, like 
I could just get the audiobook version of that. I, I looked it up. There are those. And then there is one more audio drama of, like, is it called Dark Empire or something? Oh, yeah. It's not Shadow of the Empire, but, like, one of the other books or the big main sort of old canon. Yeah, they they did do of... one more drama. I'd like to hear that, too. They did. Legacy of the Forest was an EU series that they turned. They abridged those books and turned them into more tightly, like, kind of um, designed audio pieces. So they turned, you know, 16-hour wow. books into three-hour audio productions. That's perfect for me that is like my wheelhouse dude awesome they are not good because the source material <laughs> is not good but I, I they're fun to listen to but it's stuff where it's like uh, this book is about boba fett looking for his daughter who was out to kill him because he was abandoned her as a child or whatever like you know it's like very deep eu like i'm gonna like it more than the series stuff. though i'm gonna like it more than the boba fett show though adam so it's gonna have that what? going for it <laughs> <laughs> Wait, you, you don't think the Boba Fett show is one of the greatest shows? Well, hmm. <laughs> if, you if you didn't yeah. like Boba Fett, you're I'm gonna weird hate, in that you're way. I hate Andor, so definitely don't watch Andor. <laughs> yeah, I don't know, guys. I just I'm don't joking. know where I'm at with Star Wars right now. I'm I'm having a. I know that that's the best, and as you guys said, it's the best, and nobody watched it. And now it's like, am I excited for Mando season three? I'm excited because I liked this show, Mando. I'm bugged that there's this weird storyline truncation of this book of Boba Fett stuff that I had to watch that seems to be putting it in a direction that I don't want it to go into. I do just want to divert us quickly into what is coming with the, the Mando season three. A lot like the most recent advertising, like promotional clip that I saw yeah. was straight up like the baby came back to me. Yeah. Oh, and like, like him walking and back. doing yeah. cute magic and you know, like yeah. them being like, we know where our money is. And then listening to you guys tell Mike the other day about the skeleton crew movie where like my brain, like something like fire in my mind was like, Oh yeah. Jude law is going to be in like a star Wars. Like it yeah. almost made me feel sick thinking about what the future of Star Wars is. Then I'm telling you, if you want your faith restored, watch Andor. You don't even and have your, to restore your faith in the franchise. It can just put you back in the correct headspace, which is it, I will enjoy what I will enjoy and stop uh, caring about everything I'm else. Like, yeah. Like, okay. You, you have like I. If you like Star Wars at all and appreciate it on a level that's more than just like surface. If you appreciate good storytelling, period, Andor is it. And the fact that it has a Star Wars facade is just like icing on the cake. Hell yeah. Uh, it. I don't know. It, it was the show I was least excited about. And then I have never anticipated like a weekly release of an episode more than when Andor came. Oh, you guys oh, yeah. just keep saying it. it's my mindset too. Cassie and Andor, that that character for yeah, a show. Exactly. Hardly, though. It's not really even Andor's show, I would say. Wow. It's, it's real. I mean, it's an ensemble show. I don't, it's weird that they had to be like, eh, stick Andor's name on it because, you know, people maybe know him from the road. The recognition. Everybody yeah. loves Andor. <laughs> yeah. Well, huh? Famously, the character took off right after Rogue <laughs> One came out. Andor, the name on everyone's tongue. It's like, the if, if the, the first three episodes don't get you, get out. Get Bail out fast. Jettison. Okay. Yeah, but, probably never watch Star Wars again. <laughs> yeah, probably yeah, give yeah, it yeah. time to give it up. I, yeah. I, but I did the Obi-Wan pilot at Adam's. Uh -huh. We did such a joyous. It was just like that. I felt so good about it. I was like, 
I do love Star Wars. Who, who am I? I do love Star Wars. What was I talking about, you fool? And then it's just like the next week it was like, no, I don't. <laughs> no, I don't. I don't like the adventures of little girl and old man. No, 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 no. I'm, I'm going to get that in The Last of Us. I don't and now in now. Boba Fett, uh, or sorry, now in Mando, uh, you'll get it. But that, that yeah, is forever. absolutely not the tone of uh, a good old Andor. Um, yeah. But, you know... Uh, We'll we'll convince you or not, uh, but assuming you still I'm like missing. some things about Star Wars, Colin. Uh, <laughs> unless we we have anything else to wrap up about the audio drama, I had some questions for you. Just I think audio drama wrapped. Let me. Just, I just why Mando's still on my mind. Level yeah. of excitement. Uh, where mm. where are we at in in terms of anticipation? I will say I'm kind of like. I'm like, you know, I'm excited. I'm happy it's coming out, but I'm not like I'm clamoring for the next Mando thing. I mean, I'm, I'm obviously going to be watching it, and I yeah. assume we'll be talking about it. But it's it's not the I don't have that anticipation as much as like whenever they announce Andor season two, that I'm gonna be like, fuck yeah, like scheduled on yes. the calendar. Mando season three, I'm like, cool. I'm glad it's coming back, but I'm still kind of just like lukewarm on it. I think. Yeah. Yeah, very much so. Um, John Favreau is like a guy who's like, I made Iron Man. Everybody's like, Iron Man's amazing. And then he does Iron Man 2 and people are like, Iron Man sucks. And he's like, you know what? Goodbye. I got to get out of here. And I think going to Mando where it was like, Mando season one. Wow, people are excited about that. Mando season two. It's not like it was the Iron Man 2 where people were like, this sucks. It ended where people were like, this rules shut the book like that yeah, was yeah. it oh my god yeah, like put yeah. it away that's amazing yep. i wish he would follow his own advice being like the book was shut you're right now on to my next adventure that i worry that the whole season three is just gonna feel just just so worthless i mean just so extra and just so and they're wrapping up all this mandalore stuff and i am excited to learn more history about that because i love quote unquote mandalorians but yeah. I, maybe i don't because boba fett i don't know it's disappointing to me that they did backpedal so hard in another television series in another like, show clear, like in another show they're like you know we gotta do some retconning to get ready for season three because the ending that they had was like like emotional and beautiful and touching like okay now we are we are splitting these two up and the kids going with fucking luke skywalker Wow. Sail off into the sunset, kid. Great. The Mandalorian's on his own path. And Disney's like, uh, great, fantastic storytelling. But Write wait, we've gotta we've gotta <laughs> sell some more baby dolls. So why don't you <laughs> yeah. why don't you work that little guy back into this? And it's like it, it and then I I don't know what that is. I mean, that's the the cynical part of me thinking about it, but it's like I was much more excited about Mando season three right after the end of Mando season yes. two, when I'm like, oh, okay, cool. Like we're dropping the daddy daycare thing and we're going into like a hardcore Mandalorian story, yes. you know? And yeah. that's what he and showed like, up okay, doing. Okay, we've got to add the baby to it. Yes. <laughs> the, yes. The one episode we get without the baby and Mando, he shows up in the book of Boba Fett being more Boba Fett than Boba Fett, like cutting yes. yeah. people in half clumsily. Yeah. With a, I was like, this is yes. this is perfect. Um, but so now good, I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm exactly with y'all. Um, I think it's only going to diminish what we have. Uh, I wish it had just ended. I mean, the ending of season two of Mando, regardless of how people feel about it now, the general like response was, this was so amazing that I'm not even like 
distracted by this weird Frankenstein Luke Skywalker. Like the emotions <laughs> yeah. were so high that I, yeah. I didn't talk to any of my friends who watched it initially and were like, that was awful. Now most people I talk to are like, that was really stupid and I hated it. I'm like, yeah. well, when I talked to you the first time, you were like, I cried. <laughs> like, yes. Yeah. Yes. I, I'm, and I harp on this a lot. Like, movies and television shows aren't necessarily meant to be watched eight times, right? No, like, if they you're give so you the right. Entertainment yes. that yep. you paid for going in, like, yes. great. Um, and I think that's it. Should have ended there. And I was excited for other people to have the Mandalorian season. That was like yeah. maybe more like Game of Thronesy or or just like more fantasy leaning. Wasn't yeah. for me, but I was yeah. like, oh, I have friends who are gonna love this. But now yeah. that the baby is back, I'm like, I, I don't want to. I don't want to watch Mando die like Boba yeah, died. I don't fucked wanna... up. So I'll watch it. I'll enjoy it. I enjoy bad Star Wars. Um, yeah, but yeah, yeah. No, I'm excited really. No, and the acolyte, I can't even imagine. And then the skeleton crew, it's just like I just can't even imagine. <laughs> I just can't crew. even imagine. Skeleton dude. crew, I'm like, whatever. Um <laughs> like... Acolyte, Acolyte's the one that I'm still like holding out some hope for. I'm like, it's interesting that they're gonna do something that is focusing on something a little bit different. Because when they did it with Andor, again, turned out really good. Um, so if if we're gonna take a swing at something that's not like you know, here's the most down the middle of the road thing that we can do. Yeah, that that to me is more exciting when they are at least seemingly being risky in their storytelling, that, which Mandalorian is seems like we're going to we got this popular. This is the franchise not we at have all. To be as safe as we can with this at this point. Um, but to me, it's like those things where it's like, hey, maybe this will be exciting. It's like, cool. And again, I don't I don't know shit about skeleton crew. Maybe it will have that same effect. And I mean, I'm I'm going to give it a shot but if it sucks i'll probably tune out after an episode or two you know i'm worried that season two of andor is going to be bad because season one was so much like they got away with doing this like really political like brutal show i don't yeah. <laughs> like it really seemed like something that snuck by disney <laughs> like I, I i feel like they're gonna get to do what they want to do because they're like it's two seasons and that's it yeah. yeah we're not we're not gonna do any more for you we're not gonna they're clearly not pushing like merchandise for Andor, which is yeah. an adult spy thriller. You know, where it's, <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, it's not no about toys. marketing to children. get your Luthen action figure. <laughs> yeah. no, if you don't no, think no, I'm going to no. buy the Luthen action figures, yeah. you're out of your mind because I absolutely <laughs> am. But it's like that. Like that's the target audience. It's like, hey, there are adults who still buy action figures, and this is smart enough for people to be excited about it. Who who like actually engage with it? It's just hard to get people to engage with it because it's. It is like in a sea. I don't know. But it really is a question: is is Star Wars for young people anymore? I don't think it is. I truly I, it, think it might be lost to us. I I, I think you're right. I, which in Star Wars, I think I have to keep contextualizing in my mind that it should be like, and <laughs> yeah, that's yeah, that, like that's George Lucas's thing too. Is like, yes. hey, uh, whenever I remade whenever I went back and decided to do episode one, all you fucking adults who were bitching and moaning about it, it was for eight year olds. So shut yeah. the fuck up. Like you as fucking like children, like as a child, like I didn't, I had no critical thoughts about Jar Jar Binks. Like I, no. like, like I was not like, I was like, well, in the larger context of the universe, this character really just does not do it for. Me. 
Now no. I got to go to recess. And it's like, no, your oh. response was the pod racer went fast. The pod <laughs> racing was sick. And did you see Darth <laughs> Maul? Like, it, it, it was it was not this level of like analysis that we are you know it's the crucible that we're putting Star Wars to in critical analysis every time it's like I don't know some of it should just be dumb and fun and sometimes yeah it's just dumb and sometimes it is <laughs> dumb and fun yes there's um, one of my favorite quotes of all time in Star Wars is uh, Mark Hamill after the trash compactor scene was like shooting the next scene where they escape and he was like he pulled aside like part of the crew like George Lucas and in Harrison Ford was like I think there's a big continuity error here like we just got out of the trash compactor like my hair should be wet there should be garbage all over me and Harrison Ford was like oh the kid doesn't know what kind of movie he's in. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh. like that's the answer it's like yeah. it, you're in a fun movie these things always should be fun and I, I hope they just don't get away from that so well, fun or really depressing. Uh, <laughs> yeah, or like political that. dark thrillers again, which is maybe why I'm not watching that show. <laughs> I mean, it, I don't know. Like, it is such a big tent now, right? Because yeah. Star Wars has, in, it encompasses everything. It encompasses... It's just, it's so much more than what we had when we were oh, young. Yes, yes yeah. absolutely. Like, in, in Disney, I think being a smart corporation recognizes like, hey, there's sectors of this what is now a market that we need to appeal to yes. to keep them interested in the product. There's not and a perfect Star Wars consumer. There's a million different kinds. Yeah. And that's the and that's the problem with the fucking sequel trilogy, which is like, there's perfect Star Wars consumers and we're going to make these movies for them. And everyone's like, no, nope. nah, I don't think so. <laughs> you know, it's like, that's not for me. And for yeah. people who it was for, great. But like, the new movies are so divisive because the generations... We, all have different thoughts and feelings and different experiences and how we intersect with star Wars at various points in our lives. You can't make something that's going to appeal to everybody. So it yeah. does have to be, you know, very specific. So it's, it's nice when you do have something that is made for you, but there are things where it's like, maybe we should look at how some of this is being marketed to people, I guess. I think and, you're right. And it's, it's also, I guess, reflection time me adjusting my own expectation for stuff where it's like, yeah, me thinking about book of Boba Fett. I was so excited because like, he's a stone cold killer. Like Boba Fett's the baddest man in the galaxy. And like, yeah, but he also looks really cool and kids might like him. You're like, no, <laughs> no. But here's again to the mystery and the, like not knowing anything real quick. I'm going to share this with you guys. Cause it's my prized possession. And it is in reaching distance here. Now you guys did a tops, card bounty hunter sort of breakdown episode where you were sort of talking about the Boba Fett tops cards, all that stuff. There's different things. When I was seven years old, I was given the most important treasured thing of my life, which is my Boba Fett trading card game, star Wars card, yes! which I absolutely yes, adore. 1997 for the fucking re-release of the movies. I would imagine or the special editions, right? Yeah. Where it's here's the character description. Cause again, yeah. these are, Never words said in the Star Wars movies, which are all we had as kids. There was no internet to look this stuff up. <laughs> Infamous bounty hunter hired to help Jabba intimidate debtors and smugglers. Crack shot. His Mandalorian armor and jetpack provide protection and flight capability. And I, when I was seven years old, when I got this card... <laughs> I don't know what a Mandalorian is. I'm not even positive I was saying those words correctly or that my brother knew what they were 
And you would just look at Boba Fett, a character you knew nothing about as a kid and go, I want to know everything about him. He's my favorite everything. And you say like, well, then you should have loved the book of Boba Fett. How can how can you grow up and lose all that? And it's like because it's it's not it's not playing into what that feeling of the mystery was of like we have a perfect character we're not gonna tell you anything you go like well colin didn't they recreate that with uh phasma or something no (laughs) no they didn't because then this company is trying to manufacture that experience and you can't you can't just create it in a lab like it it occurs because it's a -a one-of-a-kind special thing and i think that's i think that's why the prequel trilogy still has like this this batch of fans is because while they're not as like they're not as objectively good as the original trilogy, they are weird and interesting. Yes, and I yes. don't think that the sequel trilogy is going to have that staying power with kids because, regardless of like critical analysis, I think kids generally like movies that are good more than movies that aren't. You know, like and the and they know when they're being appealed to purposefully by these sort of committees or these like huge organizations. We didn't know that. Like, I didn't even know that. Like. Star Wars was like a movie made by someone. Like what you said about like not knowing directors and writers <laughs> yeah, and stuff. It's yeah. like, all I know is that it's like the greatest movie of all time because it's Star Wars and I watched it and it made me feel that way. Like the the lead up to episode one is still one of the like, the most like treasured like childhood experiences that I have of like finding like, and it's, you don't think about it, but it's like the promotional marketing that was paid for and bought and went into it was very much aimed at me. Like, I was the target audience for this movie, but it didn't take away the excitement that I got when I found a fucking Mountain Dew can that had Obi-Wan Kenobi's face on it (laughs) who had not appeared on the screen yet. And I'm like, wait, this is Obi-Wan Kenobi? And then it's like, who is Qui-Gon John? Like, (laughs) you didn't know who these characters were, but like the anticipation, the excitement that that build up into the experience is all part of that is wrapped up in like the nostalgia and the experience for me. With the way the, you know, we talk about pre-internet. I mean, it's it's around, but it's not what it is now. No, 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 yeah. But the experience of, of capturing an entire market that is so completely saturated for young people when even force awakens was coming out. It's like, good luck riding that lightning and getting the same sort of experience that you had. Like star Wars 77 is like phenomenon. Like it's mildly recaptured in that, in that prequel trilogy. It it does not. I don't know that it exists and I don't know that people or, or kids who are, who grew up with it are going to have that same sort of reverent experience just because there's so much more. Yeah. Yeah, There's so much more. And and, and the marketing, truly that marketing that hit you, you know, Zabulba on a fucking Mountain Dew can, you know, the top (laughs) weird little soft thing was like, we know what we have. We have something people are going to fucking love opposed to now when they're like marketing rise of Skywalker and like the whole trailer is just this like, the legacy is coming to an end. You know, listen to John Williams do a score medley of all the other eight films. You know, it's like, you know what we have opposed to us knowing what we have. It's like, because we don't have anything. We don't have anything good. We just have to hope that you think we do. And it's like, I'm just kind of playing to your nostalgia and emotions. Is it working? Yeah. No. Yep. Yeah, I think that's right. Well, um, I did want to ask you now that we're all so high on Star Wars. It's- <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the state of Star Wars is breaking our hearts. Yes. Yeah, what uh, next? <laughs> I, I, 
I uh, I wanted to ask you some Star Wars questions about your favorite, please, favorite universe. Please do. I, I'm going to have you pick three things real mm. quick here. I want you to pick your Jedi Master who's going to train you. I want you to pick the homeworld you're from and the species that you are. Um, oh, my God. Oh, my so, God. So I know this is a huge Dooku apology podcast. That is appealing <laughs> to me. I would go Quagon because Quagon is my favorite Jedi. I just think Liam Neeson kills. I love the whole rebel. Just like, you know, no, like think for yourself. And obviously he is inheriting that from Count Dooku, who's maybe <laughs> grooming or manipulating a young man to be like, maybe you should come to the Sith eventually. Uh, I would hope I would not fall down that path, but I would have Quagon as my, my leader. Kind of. My favorite character in Star Wars is Chewbacca. I kind of would love to be a Wookiee and be a fucking Wookiee badass Jedi. I feel like that's the kind of fun route that's never been explored is like a brutal, combative, awesome, not force heavy, but just like lightsaber moving, like awesome badass fighter Jedi. We haven't really seen that in live action. We've obviously seen that in Clone Wars, you know, all the other supplementary material. You you didn't see that like five seconds where Mace Windu kind of like does a spin and then cuts (laughs) Jango's head off. That was the best fighter (laughs) in the Jedi. That's that's so you're right. You're right. That is true. That is true. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So you are from Kazook as we, yes. Use the, uh, well, I wanted to say, um, the 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 radio special instead of Tatooine goes Tatooine. Is that are we supposed to be saying that? No, that's another one of Lucas's <laughs> things where it's like Leah and Leia and Han no. and Han, where it's just like well, Mark Hamill the changes is... them a couple times. And do you guys say Falcon or Falcon? I say Falcon Depends. because I say Falcon and in real the life. Falcon. Man. Yeah, I did him. I think in my mind I know it's Falcon, but I'll never say. Well, Han says yeah. <laughs> Han says Falcon and Falcon interchangeably as well. There's a lot of, you know. Londo. Let's go to Duncan's. <laughs> we'll <laughs> jump in the Falcon. It's wicked fast. Wicked fast. Oh man. What about you, uh, Brady? Uh, I don't think uh, I've ever picked this before. I don't I don't think it's real. I, I think I think you did steal my Qui-Gon because he he is a standout in episode one, which Dude, I do he's think... a stud. He's, he's a he is a he's, he's, he's a star. You're just like, like man, Liam Neeson is really good in this yes, piece of he crap movie. Crushes it. Yeah, like it, it's you know it, the comparison I think we made when we talked about it a long time ago is like the what Alec Guinness did for Star Wars in '77 is what Liam Neeson does for Phantom Menace, where it's like. I'm going to bring my fucking acting chops to this. I'm going to commit to it 100%. But then I kind of want out, okay? I'll do one, and then I'm done. And with Alec Guinness, they're like, what if we give you a bunch of money? He's like, I'll come back, but you're not getting the commitment. Um, I'll only be seated. My ghost will be seated. I will appear. I will not carry the emotional core of your film. Um, Yeah, so I think I I would go Qui-Gon. And... um, Oh, mm, where would I be from? Mm, let's go. Let's go a little water world. Let's go Camino. Ooh, oh my god! Nice. Huh? Maybe that's I cool. think that'd be sweet. Maybe you're some sort of fish leaning. Well, yeah. I, are you a Camino well, native, or have they created you? 
<laughs> I think oh, a native Kaminoan with a with a huge target of a neck <laughs> in combat. So I'm gonna need some sort of protective like force neck kind of yeah. thing going See, on. It's a lightsaber weakness because I imagine if a laser bolt's coming, you could bend the oh. neck out of the way like a cartoon, you know, like yeah. But a yeah. lightsaber that'll yeah. just oh you can't like through. shrink it, yeah, as it yeah. swipes across <laughs> <Yeah>. you. <laughs> All right. Well, I'm gonna I'm gonna be a um, new Jedi Order era um, Kyle Katarn uh, as my master. Very chill. Um, had his powers infused by the Valley of the Jedi, so he's not really a, a student of the Force so much as <laughs> just enough. artificially, you know, steroided up. He's um, like lightsaber. No, 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 blaster. <laughs> yeah, both. Yeah. <laughs> oh, all right. Well, <laughs> <laughs> um, my home world. I'm gonna go Narshada. Let me grow up in that seedy city. And then... Um, Where's Narshada? Narshada is kind of like an orbital cluster. It's like... It might be on an asteroid. Uh, but, you know, it's like... A, it's basically a giant space, most likely. It's like if Coruscant was smaller and seedier. <laughs> I, I think I think I just... There was a big arc in the, the Star Wars comic book. Um, like the main whenever they relaunched whatever that has a big like Narshada arc. That's like, wow. It's worth checking out. It's they're all pretty poorly written, but it's, it's fun. <laughs> it's got some good Narshada content in there. Narshada is good. Cool place. Uh, go there in a lot of video games and then I'll, I'll be a Duros. Why not? They have cool big eyes. Solid. And do we say, do we say color lightsaber color? Oh, I'm, I'm a green boy. I think green through and through guys i'm a green boy yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> this is the way this is the way I'd i be... mean when you watch return of the jedi and a green lightsaber appears you're like that's it, it that's the, all there is the black outfit green lightsaber is my favorite look in star wars yeah iconic yeah yeah hands down the best really dope well y'all i think that's about all we had to uh to talk about here we today. did it uh colin what's going on with normies like us right now so uh, the other two have explained the premise of the podcast, but I'll just say real quick. Uh, it's a pop culture show where we do a topic a week. Wait, wait. Do you do different we, topics other we than do, Star Wars? Do, we amazingly <laughs> do do different topics, but would you believe it since it's a pop culture show? Star Wars has come up several oh, times. And of course, we have had you both on here, but Adam, you've done six, seven Star Wars episodes. <laughs> many, I think, yes. As we've done each individual film. Um, but we break down a topic every week. We try to keep it quote unquote normie. It's like, what's the thing anybody could get into? And we'll kind of talk about the nitty gritty too. And uh, we're doing a different sci-fi series. We're, we've been doing a long, long expedition, uh, a trek through the stars, you could say. Oh. Uh, uh, a little different. We just got out of the old Shatner era. We just did generations of bridging the two, but listeners, if you jump on now, you're about to get to the TNG film series. So we're going to be talking first contact here pretty soon. I really, I really liked your generations episode. Uh, very good stuff. Uh, the most recent watch. Yeah. I, I was almost convinced to watch a new Ninja Turtles <laughs> television show. I, I, I don't I was know that not I was. expected to almost watch that. I was like, wait, yeah. is this, is this the best Ninja Turtles thing that I, I've I never heard about? I opened in a browser, yeah. I was thinking wow. about giving it a Look, shot. Mike out here making some pitches. I'm going to try to. It, it was like it was like from Glengarry Glen Ross, man. It was, it was a serious salesmanship on that Ninja Turtles. No kidding. I'll, I want to offer a trade, uh, Colin. If I watch one episode of Willow, 
Will you watch oh, one episode of Andor? Because I did watch that the is a good trailer trip. and think that looks like fun. So I've recently, recently made my personality that I am a Willow guy, unfortunately. <laughs> so I did pitch to Adam instead of this one, if, if you guys ever go off again to talk Lucas stuff, to talk Willow. But I will say, one I would love to pitch uh, for my return, because I always plug him, always trying to get back on the podcast, <laughs> is I would love to have the other two normies and to go through the Family Guy apps. Have you guys done Blue Harvest, uh, something, 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 Dark Side, and what the I fuck is the last one called? It's a Trap. Is it called It's a Trap, I think? Which is odd because that one should have been Blue Harvest. Uh, yeah. You know, but they didn't know they were going to get all three. <laughs> no, I haven't seen those since I was in high school. Mm, I, I love those films. I, or films. I don't know if they're films. <laughs> <laughs> I remember really, really uh, enjoying them when they came out. Um, yeah, I mean, that's something I'm open to. The Robot Chicken Star Wars specials, and I'll come back and literally just read the rest of my Boba Fett card. Could be an episode where it's <laughs> like, it. what does it mean? Add two to power and one to maneuver of any spaceship. Well, let, me, let me get mine out. And start. I've got my, my little box with my card like that I glued a picture of Darth Vader on that has just Amazing. random. Amazing. <laughs> um, no, that sounds... Uh, uh, Ewok, Caravan Adventure. You oh, know, any, yeah. Have you guys done the... Um, I was thinking about this. Is this the only thing Anthony Daniels doesn't come back to for Star Wars? Did he do the droids and Ewoks cartoon? I think so. Yeah, he, he did do them. Okay, interesting. We can just do a, a an Anthony Daniels episode where we <laughs> talk about what what he... what Everything he's done. Star Wars. We can look up every piece of Star Wars thing where he's like, I will cash that check. I would love to hear that. Yeah. <laughs> I will absolutely checks. cash that check. Yeah, it's fantastic. Yeah, I was thinking about that was one of the things I was thinking about. Listen, that dude will just cash that three PO check without a thought, and then oh, no. he will he will wave his swag around and be like, "I'm not doing that scene." D three PO wouldn't do. Now, can you imagine if they credited Kenny Baker for the R two D two beeps in this <laughs> series? They should have. They should have. They should. Yep. And Kenny Baker has R two D two. Not really. <laughs> <laughs> that was actually they credited Ben Schwartz before he was born. BB eights here. <laughs> well, uh, Colin, thank you so much for finally joining us. Have you never yeah. been on the cargo bay before? I have not, boys. Thank you so much for having well, me. We'll have you back as soon Long as time you'll allow us to. Um yes. very glad to have you. Um thanks for reintroducing me to this audio drama. Uh, hopefully to some of our massive audience if you're out there listening one of our many listeners uh please do uh check out normies like us uh send us an email that we'll never check yep Um, (laughs) (laughs) well and to get these audio dramas in under the wire before you guys do yours like i i'm glad we kind of got this episode and then hearing them like i just cannot as a fan i just cannot wait to hear them guys you guys talking about breaking story and stuff i'm like god i want to fucking hear these things hey you so might, get ready listeners of cargo back it very well might make a guest appearance someday once we're uh rolling that's in right. that lucasfilm uh money that's right who me han solo oh, that's <laughs> yeah actually, you know what maybe was, that's did cool. harrison ford just join the podcast <laughs> i think it was peter griffin i think it maybe is those family guy cartoons <laughs> all right well until next time bye forever Thanks for listening. Go snuck yourselves.